0: Lord for thy
1: grace that we thy
2: dwelling place may be.
3: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. An exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again,
2: lsmradio.org. Now, here's our show today. Proverbs 4.23 says... Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it are the issues of life. So how do you keep your heart? If you're a seeker and a lover of the Lord Jesus, then you'll want to stay with us today for a special program from First Thessalonians entitled, Our Heart to be Established Blameless in Holiness. This is Matt Miller and Bob Danker's joined us today for our very practical and special fellowship. Bob, welcome back to the program today.
0: It's so good, Matt, to be here again with you, and I do agree. We have a very special program today. Uh, This is a very unique and wonderful portion in the Word of
2: God. Bob, today is the second program on this topic of our heart to be established blameless in holiness, and it's based on 1 Thessalonians 3.13. So I'll read that verse, and then I will let you make a comment before we go to Witness Lee. For our life study today, which corresponds, by the way, to printed life study message number 21, and it can be read in its entirety at our website, ministrybooks.org. Here's is First Thessalonians 3.13. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Bob?
0: Yes, Matt, um, this verse speaks about God establishing our hearts to be in a condition or a state of being blameless in holiness. And before this verse, Paul uh, said to the Thessalonians that he wanted to uh, come to be with them again, to see their face again, and to speak to them, to complete the things that were lacking in their faith, so that their faith would be strengthened. And then he said that he uh, wanted the Lord. He said, may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love to one another and to all. So here we have faith strengthened and completed by the apostles' visit and God causing the believers to increase and abound in love. Then he says, so that he, meaning God, may establish your heart's blameless in holiness. So this is the goal. This is the end result of having our faith perfected and our love increased. God has the way to establish our hearts blameless in
2: holiness. Bob, there's a treasure in this verse. Let's go to Witness Lee and get into this life study program today.
1: You need to be perfected in your faith and you need to increase a in your love so that the Lord may establish your heart. Why Paul here didn't say that the Lord may establish your spirit nor your soul, but your heart. The heart is a composition of all the parts of the soul. The soul is composed with mind, will, emotion. All these three parts of the soul are also the three parts of the heart. But the heart has another part. That is a part of the spirit. And this part is the conscience. So the heart is a composition of all the parts of the soul with one part of the spirit. Now, what is the heart? The heart is the acting you. When you are acting, you act by your heart. Our heart is our acting representative. Something in our inner being that always represents us. That is our heart. When you say, dear, I love you, that means your heart loves. When you say, I hate that dog. It doesn't mean one of your feet hates, nor your nose hates. But what hates? The heart hates. So your heart is your representative, the acting commissioner of your being. That's your heart. This is why Solomon says, you have to keep your heart above all. The word keep in Hebrew really means guard, like an army guarding something. You have to guard your heart above all because, he says, out of the heart are the issues of
2: Bob, I started out the program today with this matter of guarding the heart or keeping the heart. It's a very important matter in our relationship with God, isn't it? Yes, Matt, it's a very important matter.
0: Witness Lee points out in the life study that our soul is our person. So even in the in the Bible, a person is called a soul. So the soul of man, his mind, emotion, and will is his person, but his heart is his person in action. So in the Bible, when we read concerning the heart, we see that it is the spring, the source, out of which comes man's daily activities. So the heart in man is man's representative uh, in his acting in his daily life. So here, uh, Solomon in Proverbs 4.23, tells us we have to guard our heart. Why should we guard our heart? Because out of our heart are all the issues of life. Out of our heart, all of our daily living and activity, even our speaking, comes forth out of our heart. Even uh, the Lord said in Matthew, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when our heart is filled with a certain matter, it will issue in our mouth speaking of it. And he said in another place that uh, it's not what comes into a man from the outside that defiles him. It's what comes out of his heart that defiles him. All kinds of evil things can come out of man's heart, and these are the things that defile the man. This shows that because our heart is the spring or the, uh, the, um, the source, the issue of our daily living, we have to guard it. We have to guard it because whatever fills our heart will be expressed in our daily living. It will come out in our daily activities,
2: including our speaking. Bob, I just want to underscore what you said there related to the, the verses that where the Lord said what comes out of the heart defiles man. That's Matthew chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. And before that in Matthew 12, 34 and 35, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks the good man out of the good treasure brings forth good things. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So the position of the heart, in us is the place where either good things come out or evil things come out. It's it's as Solomon said in Proverbs four. It's the issues of life. So we have to guard our heart. So that's the position of the heart. Let's go on and talk about the function of the heart as as I think you mentioned the acting agent. But Witness Lee going to develop that more in this next section on the function of our heart. Jeremiah seventeen nine says. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is incurable. Who can know it? Here's Witness Lee.
1: The heart is the acting member of my entire being. Every issue of your daily life acts through your heart. Your heart is the switch. Electricity works through the switch. When it switches on, it works here. When it switches off, it stops. Our heart is the switch of our life. It's the switch of our daily life. It's the switch of our being. What comparison we are, how do we behave ourselves, it all depends upon what heart you have. With us, the fallen people, Jeremiah, 79 says, Our heart, not the physical one, but the psychological one, is deceitful and is incurable. Ching James says, desperately wicked. Actually, it means it is rotten to such an extent that it is incurable. And this is the psychological heart Of us, the fallen descendants of Adam. But, in God's salvation, Ezekiel 36 says, God promises to give us a new heart. A new heart doesn't mean another heart. It means a renewed heart. This renewed heart turned to God. When your heart is turned to God, this is a very healthy sign Amen. that God has renewed your heart. Amen. But sorry to say, in God's salvation, the renewing is once for all, but in our experience, it's a continual and changeable experience. Oh, three years ago, when you got saved, you turned your heart to God so strongly. But after two years, your heart became away from Him. Your heart became away, but by God's mercy, whether through the fellowship with a saint or through the coming to the meetings of other gracious means, your heart was turned again to the Lord. Whenever your heart comes back to the Lord, you have to say, Lord, how I thank you. What a mercy that you have visited my heart. And you have turned it to you. I tell you, this is the first characteristic of a renewed heart.
2: Bob, what a mercy that the Lord visits us and turns our heart back to him. I'm touched by this and wonder if you can share more about the switch. Yes, uh, Matt, this is a, a very touching
0: because Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, he was very frank. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things, and it is incurable. This is the real condition of man's, a fallen man's heart, and that means each one of us in our fallen condition, has this kind of heart. But when God comes in to save us, he renews our heart. He gives us a new heart, and this new heart wants to turn to him. It wants to, uh, instead of turning away from him, as we used to do, it turns toward him. So this is because God has imparted himself as a renewing element into our heart, making it uh, inclined toward Him. Uh, on our part, we need to exercise ourselves so that we turn our heart to the Lord. So we have the inclination to turn to Him because our heart has been renewed, but we also need to exercise to turn to Him. And as you mentioned, Matt, our heart is the, is like the switch, like an electrical switch that can either allow electrical current to pass through it or Cut off the current. We say, we can say God is the divine electricity. When our heart is turned to Him, He has the way to flow into us and flow out of us in our daily living and activities. But if our heart is turned away from Him, in a very real sense, God as the heavenly electricity is cut off and we have a completely different kind of expression in our living. We're not able to express God in our living. So all the positive things that come out of our heart when it is turned to God are cut off. So this is why we need a heart that's turned to Him uh, so that, in a sense, we flip on the switch. Whenever we turn to the Lord, we turn our heart our uh, to Him, the switch is turned on and God comes in. And He can be... Uh, the content, the very content of our heart and also of our living, this is very important for us, Christians in our Christian living.
2: Bob, I want to read that verse ezekiel thirty 26, that witnessly referred to there. he says it says, "A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh." Witness Lee commented there that it's not a matter of getting a different heart, but it's giving us a heart that turns to the Lord. And he mentioned right at the end there that this is the first characteristic of a renewed heart is a heart that turns to the Lord. And I appreciated how he said that our heart turns to the Lord when someone may visit us or we may hear something. And I hope that as the listeners are listening right now, the Lord would visit them and give them a heart turned to the Lord. Amen. This is the first characteristic of of a heart that is renewed, that we experience in salvation. So let's go back to Witness Lee for the second characteristic of a renewed heart and the conclusion of this life study.
1: The second characteristic of a renewed heart is the heart is seeking purity. To have a pure heart means to have a single motive. You must do things with a single purpose for God. I just love God because I love Him. I do it for Him without other motive. My heart is pure. There saints, if you have ever read all the verses in the Bible concerning the heart, you can see these two uh, characteristics. To turn to God and to be pure in heart. This is the proper way to switch down your heart to our God. Otherwise, your seat is off. God is cut off from your life then all the evil things will come out of your heart. Because the heart is the source, the heart is also the spring, the heart is also the issue. Now, what is to establish our heart blameless in holiness? We were away from the Lord. Our heart was also. And our heart was not occupied by the Lord. It was occupied by so many other things. I don't know what was your heart saturated, but hallelujah. By his mercy and grace, we all can say, we are on the way to be separated fully into the Lord and to be occupied fully by him and to be saturated thoroughly with him. Then we will be in the state of being holy. This is something much more than to turn the heart to the Lord, to have your heart pure toward the Lord, much more than that. This is to have your turned heart and pure heart separated unto the Lord and let it fully occupied by the Lord and certainly saturated with him.
2: Bob, there's a lot here, even more than just the second characteristic of a renewed heart, which is a heart that's pure. I'll let you go ahead and take it from here, Bob.
0: Yes. You know, when the Lord renews our heart in his salvation, we have a desire to seek what Witness Lee calls purity and of course this matter of being pure in heart we can certainly find it in the New Testament Matthew 5 right verse 8 says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God so what does it mean to be pure in heart it means that God himself is our only aim and our only goal we are seeking him and him alone we love him Whatever we do is just because we love God, not because we're seeking some advantage for ourselves or to be anything apart from God. We do what we do simply because we love the Lord. This is a pure heart. A pure heart is a heart that seeks God only, a heart that uh, seeks to do the will of God and for the glory of God. This is the unique Uh, aim of a pure heart. So we have to admit when we consider our own heart that we may have many uh, different kinds of motives for the things that we do, many other kinds of things that we are seeking after besides God. But because of the Lord's renewing work in our heart, we have a desire to seek after purity. So as we are turning our heart to the Lord, exercising to turn to Him, in response to his renewing work, and also seeking purity, then we open the door for the Lord. We give him the permission and the way to impart himself into our heart, so that gradually our heart is separated unto him, separated from so many things that we used to love and desire and Uh, seek after. Now our heart is separated unto Him. Then it becomes a heart that's occupied with Him. We're not occupied with uh, you know, making money or, or having certain experiences, uh, entertainment, certain pleasures, and so forth. Uh, our heart is occupied with God alone, and then eventually our heart is saturated with God. So God becomes the element of holiness that is in our heart. When we arrive at this state, which Paul uh, said that this was the goal, right? That God would establish the Thessalonian believer's heart blameless in holiness. Then we arrive at the state in which we are absolutely holy and we are blameless in this holiness. And this is the, uh, I would say, this is really the maturity in life. This is the full-grown man that Paul talks about other places. This is to have our heart absolutely occupied with God possessed by him and saturated with him. Then our heart becomes blameless. It means it becomes established, set, and unchangeable. We become as unchangeable as God himself is unchangeable. This is the blameless condition of our heart in holiness.
2: Bob, I appreciate how the sequence of this program went from these verses in Thessalonians that, first of all, we need a heart that's turned to the Lord, and we need a heart that's pure, seeking, and you mentioned Matthew 5, 8, also 2 Timothy two twenty two. Paul encourages Timothy to be with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. So our heart needs to be pure, but even having a pure heart and having a heart turned to the Lord is not enough. We need the Lord to make his home in our heart. According to Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3, 17, Christ would make his home in our heart. Like you said, that gives us the essence of holiness. So we can't be blameless. We cannot be established blameless in in holiness. Just because we have a heart turned to the Lord, we need the divine element of God in wrought into us, which is God's purpose. And only that can establish us. Amen, Matt. Well, we've come to the end of our program today, so I'd like to give you the information. If you'd like to contact us for further contact, the phone number is 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. You can read these life studies online. This particular printed life study is number 21 of 1 Thessalonians at ministrybooks.org. Or you can hear this program again online at lsmradio.org. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll continue with us as we journey through the life study of the Bible with Witness Lee. at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.